1: One of the biggest premieres of this year's Sundance Film Festival is the feature directorial debut of actress Rebecca Hall. She writes and directs the film Passing based on a novel. Is the novel of the same name? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Based on a novel of the same name, uh, this film is about two African American women who can pass as white, choosing to live on opposite sides of the color line in 1929 New York City. It's an exploration of racial and gender identity, performance, obsession, and and Repression, based on the novel novella by Nella Larson. You have Tessa Thompson, Ruth Nega, Andre Holland, Alexander Skarsgård, and my boy Bill Camp in the cast here. This is one of the most immaculately crafted features in this year's Sundance Film Festival. And Art, I know it's one of your favorites.
2: Did you say Andre Holland? Because you got to give my man some respect, too. Andre Holland's in the movie as well. Um, I immediately, after watching it, searched for the book. There is an audio book mm-hmm. with Tessa Thompson actually doing uh, the recording. Purchased that one immediately. This had the biggest skepticisms going into it because people love this book by Larson. It is, it is like really high up there, the subject matter that's in there. And people were like, Rebecca Hall? <laughs> Information's been there the entire time. And one of the first things she said uh, as soon as in the Q&A was talking about her own background and how her own grandparent was passed, her own mother was passing. I thought this woman was British. I had no idea her mom was from <laughs> Detroit. And then you realize how it took her 14 years to write this story. And Sundance gave her the opportunity to do so. And then you have Tessa, who's been in things like Dear White People, where that's a huge subject matter in there
1: mm.
2: with with being biracial. Ruth has been in Loving, which is another mm-hmm. movie about being biracial. I'm not saying it's my favorite of the fest, but it has not left my mind, even the criticisms I had for it, for the way that it looked. I was like, why does it look this way? It is actually a part of the story about colorism, a part of the story about uh, not just seeing things in black and white, but seeing the gray areas of what's in there. Mm. I'm so excited to read the book. She has been doing interviews galore. I have been enjoying the movie more and more the more that I read about it. Like the fact that producers told her, Rebecca, I don't know what you... Wait, that's your backstory? I I fell in love with this movie. Please tell me y'all loved it the same same way
0: I did. (laughs) I don't think I loved it as much as you. Okay. But I will say the second it was done, I was like, I need to find the source material. I need to read the source material because I felt that it's a weird way to put this because I feel like she had so much love for the source material that she felt the need to try to put absolutely everything that was in that source material into the movie, and I felt like that meant she couldn't necessarily always take the time to drive home certain things as far as it could have been. Um, I don't necessarily think that everything needs to be driven home super hard, but I don't know. I I just, it's just one of those things. I feel like maybe with a little bit more time, certain areas could have been explored more, but then I actually Mm -hmm. also started looking into it, and some things that I thought maybe she danced around was also something that was just kind of hinted at in, in the novel or the novella as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe these were intentional choices. But I will say that anything that immediately makes me want to go out and read the book has at least had some kind of impact. And I do think it was handled really well. And it's definitely something I'll be revisiting. And and like art, it hasn't really left my mind. And it's kind of like I appreciate it the more I think about it. I appreciate it the more I kind of look into what went into making it. And kind of like a lot of other people, this was one of those ones that when I heard about it, my brain was kind of immediately like... How are they gonna handle this? Yeah. How is this gonna happen? Especially, it just it, yeah, there's so many ways that it could go wrong. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was it was really it was really good, and I felt like it handled the topics well. I just think that certain topics made should have not should have but could have been handled more, I guess, more effectively.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah it's definitely a movie that relies a lot on its subtext yes. rather than text. Although uh, to contrast that, I think there's this pretty amazing scene that happens like almost one of the first scenes in the film in a hotel mm-hmm. suite where it's not subtext, things are addressed directly. Yes. And you know, this we're watching everything from home, but what I would give to hear that conversation in a theater full of people mm-hmm. uh, that happens in that hotel room, because it, it, yes. it's just some really cool, crazy uh, situational fluidity, uh, the, the kind of like thing that's fraught with so much tension and uh, complex layers that I, I was immediately pulled into the world of this movie. And then it becomes a little bit more backgrounded and it becomes a little bit more about resentment and jealousy yeah. and, and, and lets you feel the wor- world out. And to me, I, I did actually really... Uh, like living in that world. I thought the way that it was crafted was just so beautifully done. Artists talked a lot about uh, the cinematography, but that cinematography is gorgeous, maybe my favorite looking film of the film festival. And it's done in a way that really lends itself to the story. I think sometimes people talk about, why would you film a movie in black and white these days, right? Like, are you just showing off? Are you just indulging yourself? But, But this is so central to the thematic resonance of the story, the, the way that society often uh, treats things as black and white mm-hmm. and the way that the film actually has a lot more in the middle. Uh, I think the cinematography really emphasizes uh, skin tone even ahead of yes. skin color, yes. which is so important to what they're trying to get across here. And I just loved thinking about all those considerations that are going on in the movie. Like they, they, put it all out on the table for you and even if they don't necessarily uh show you where to go with it i think there's so much there to to chew over that i felt like i i got so much from this movie
0: Mm
2: -hmm. she had even said she was like the film itself and the way that we shot it and the motifs that we went for there are parts where i thought i was like this is way too overblown no my man's in the shadows and she's talking about that what the film is trying to emulate is that the film itself is passing and i was like Oh, my God. I, I think that there's, uh, like you guys said, there's a lot of subtext to it. Uh, with the book mm-hmm. being 90-ish pages, the movie's 90-something minutes, too. Like, they're yeah. they're both really, really short with everything that it's trying to tackle. I think uh, I really wanted to watch it again, but it's sold out. I can't even be mad about that. I think that there's, like, a lot of nuances that I was thinking about afterwards. And it has an ending. I'm not going to spoil it, even though it's damn near almost 100 years old. That hits. It, it, yeah. it's, it's great. And that's the thing that's been um, bouncing around in my mind a lot, just, just the uh, the state of mind of the characters uh, for multiple reasons, not just like Zach had mentioned in the jealousy parts of it. Obviously, there's the racial part of it as well, but just uh, a lot of their backgrounds and being you know, a parent or being mm. the specific job that they're in. Uh, I found all that stuff really interesting, and it's like yeah. – I wanted to rewatch it just to see what else I may have missed, but definitely picking up the book because at least in the book, they're going to say it, you know, yeah. uh, mm. where all of that is, is, you know, just nuanced in in the movie. I really liked it.
0: I- <laughs> the ending is very ambiguous. That's one thing I will, I know some people hate that it has a very ambiguous ending. And I even double checked the book apparently is also a very ambiguous ending. So it's intentional. Mm. It's not like uh, I even, I kept, it is one of those things after the movie was done, I went back. I was like, because you can do that. Mm-hmm. That's the best part Because you can do that. Sundance, you can go yeah. back if you missed something. So I went back and I was like, yeah, that was intentional. Like that's very mm-hmm. intentional as to like what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're someone who hates an ambiguous ending, just as a warning there. Um, but it gives you a lot of room to kind of like think about options of what could have happened what did yeah. happen why it happened i do
1: really love the use of sound in that ending mm. uh that that you know she she does a lot of manipulation of what you can hear and what you can't hear and sort of focuses you focuses you in on certain things and in the in the ending it really like it pulls you out of the scene and then throws you right back in i I think it's just really good filmmaking here. I but, I wasn't yeah. expecting to be so blown away by Rebecca Hall as a filmmaker. Yeah. Who was? A, Sundance has a lot of these actors making their directorial debuts and like a lot of them are fine, a lot of them are even good, but rarely are they so uh so distinctive so so striking visually and sonically mm-hmm. she's clearly somebody who's not just thinking about directing as like the next step in her career but thinking about directing because she's thinking about how films are effectively made and 14 yeah, years it's another another example of a movie where i just now i need to see whatever she wants to do next
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. I think both actresses did a fantastic job. I think Andre Holland did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Uh, proof point that Alexander Skarsgård is an actor who does not give a damn what you think about. Hey, this man will take any role. I was thinking yeah. back, you know, Diary of a Teenage yeah. Girl. Oh, he played that. Yeah. He played that in that movie. <laughs> is,
1: is there a shitty husband in your movie? Alexander Skarsgård He'll pick up the phone.
2: Uh, yeah. So just a great cast all around. In like, like I was saying, that I was very yeah. impressed by the directing.
1: Do you think mm-hmm. uh, any elements here might ultimately be Oscar contenders next year? Because I, I definitely could see cinematography. And I I feel like both Ruth and Tessa yeah. are giving excellent performances here. Yeah, people have yes. been talking
0: up Ruth as well, uh, like a lot, I mean. Um, and then uh, Tessa did a great job. And it's a much more subdued role for her than what yeah. we're used to. The moments where she seems to shine through as like the Tessa Thompson we seem to know is with her conversations with... Um, I can't remember the character's name, but it's the it's the guy that she runs the the convention with, not the convention, but the committee with. Um, yeah. She, uh,
1: Bill Camps is the actor. Yeah, Bill
0: Camp. So when she has the conversations with him, that's when you get the, I feel like the most Tessa Thompson that you might be used to, and the rest is so just kind of like prim, proper, reserved, and uh, it's interesting. So I think she did a really good job, kind of stepping out of her usual zone for for movies.
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a highlight of the festival, not just so far, but in general, uh, it's going to be one of the ones that really, uh, I think, gets buzzed about throughout the year. So check it out if you can, even though the tickets are sold out right now. Maybe it picks up an award. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yep.
0: We'll
1: see. Yeah.